0: Avery Truffleman in Oakland, California. Hit me with your question.
1: Okay. What does the sun sound like? Mm.
0: Full disclosure I know that we're both Space Camp alumni. Not not the same year or the same or the same camp, right? We
1: kind of ate a lot of space ice cream. There wasn't actually a lot of, like, science
0: involved in it. So it makes a little bit of sense why you might want to know this.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like in, in movies, the sound of the sun you hear is like...
0: It's a fireplace channel on TV.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's the Yule Log, just, like, multiplied by 10. And... Yeah, of course, there's no there's no sound in space, right? Any space camp alumni will know that. Right, right, right. Right. So actually, I was just like down at the NASA Space Center um, down in Mountain View in California. And I don't know, this has been on on the noggin the whole time because they're talking a lot about like channeling sonic waves in space and like harnessing the power of the sun and sonic
0: waves in space just the fact that this podcast might mention that term i, I think is is a great thing <laughs> okay well avery i am going to take this mission on and i'm going to try and figure this out for you
1: be brave andrew
0: i'm andrew norton and this is the completely optional knowledge podcast brought to you by greenpeace ask inquire seek the truth the show where we take questions that make you go huh and we try and make you be like oh so my mission for avery to hear what the sun sounds like led me to this guy
2: my name is robert alexander and uh as a sonification specialist i've worked with this solar and heliospheric research group at the university of michigan and also scientist at nasa to make new discoveries about the sun by listening to it.
0: I'm going to flex some of my high school science class knowledge, okay? Yeah, go for it. And, <laughs> and, and I know that there is no air in space, and I know that sound is, it travels <laughs> through the air, okay? So we can't hear the sun because there's no air to let the sound get to us, sure. right? So when you're talking about hearing the sun, what, what are you talking about? You know, absolutely. You caught me.
2: There's no air in space. Yeah.
0: I nailed it. This interview's over.
2: <laughs> um, so I mean, if we if we back up and, and we think about it, something like an earthquake, right? There are these pressure waves that will radiate outwards from the epicenter. The Earth will vibrate like it's being struck like a drum. So we can actually take things like seismic measurements and play those back over speakers, and it will sound like a. Now, if you think about what's taking place out in space and with the sun, the sun also has acoustic properties and it has acoustic modes that it resonates with. So what we do is we measure these different properties from the sun. We can measure the speed of the particles that it's shooting out. We can measure the temperature. We take these observations and then we convert them directly to an audio signal. We push play.
0: And, and when you say push play, there's some sort of translation going on here. And that is, is that where you come in? So this
2: process involves taking raw measurements from satellites. So if you can think about, um, if you've seen a scientific graph sure. with something like, let's say we're measuring uh, the solar wind velocity and when it goes up, so the particles are flowing more quickly, then the squiggly line goes up and then it slows down and the line goes down. And actually, if you've taken a look at an audio waveform, it's just a squiggly line. It's telling the speaker cone how to move, when to push in and push out and to create that song. And when I say push play, I'm literally just pushing play in software that you, know, you could use for music, production. So if you think about a satellite, is kind of like a floating uh, recording studio now. Can you play me some of these? Can we listen to some of this? Yeah. Absolutely. What we're listening to is the sort of rise and fall and in intensity of what's known as the solar cycle. Right there was actually 12 years of solar data. Wow. So this approach, you'll notice, takes more artistic license. What we've actually done here is made some decisions just based on the nature of the data and then based on the intuition of the listener. So when the solar wind velocity goes up, you get a We get the solar wind velocity, and the you get the solar wind density, which is actually the loudness. So if you have more particles hitting you, then it's going to be louder. And then when you get this big expanse and a subtle distortion, then that lets you know that there's this chaotic explosion that's taking place. So in just one sound, we're able to condense three different data parameters that otherwise you'd be looking at on a screen. We listen to it, and we get a sense, right? It appeals directly to the intuition of the listener. For me a sonification it's really successful when you're able to listen to a data set and then it triggers these questions of well hey you know why did it sound that way what were we hearing why did this sound like that why do these two things sound similar that drives a natural curiosity that can then directly feed into a scientific process beginning to dig into these data sets and asking the important questions that otherwise may not be asked just because someone really hadn't sat down and looked at the data in that way or in this case listened to the data in that way
1: That was so cool. That was amazing. <laughs> Seriously, Andrew, you can't see me but like my my jaw is dropping. I think if I heard that playing on the radio I'd be like, Who is this? That was so great. <laughs>
0: Well, see, see, I'm relieved because I I didn't know how nerdy you wanted to get about yeah. it. You know, it's one of those things that's kind of unanswerable, right? It's like, what did the dinosaurs look like? <laughs> we can kind of put together these best guesses. Right, right. We can't hear the sun how we normally hear things on Earth. Right, right, right.
1: I mean, however interpreted it is, it is based in reality. And it's just beautiful that, I don't know, that was music conducted in conjunction with the cosmos to get really california on you i mean beyond the magical beauty of nature it's just interesting to like hear a chart with my ears and know that yeah sound can communicate in that way
0: i picture you putting on some headphones playing the trippy sun music and just seriously laying into some freeze-dried space ice cream on a saturday night (laughs)
1: yeah 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 yeah. that's that's like a compelling retirement plan
0: (laughs) The Completely Optional Knowledge podcast is produced by me, Andrew Norton, and is presented by Greenpeace. Our theme music was created by Breakmaster Cylinder. Visit completelyoptionalknowledge.org to hear other episodes, to subscribe, and to send in your own questions, because we need those questions to keep things going and make sure they are, you know, weird and, and, and stuff. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with more Completely Optional
1: Knowledge. push.